Yeah. Is, well, because we're we're a couple of moody guys. We're yeah. <laughs> one thing about me, I'm moody. One thing here's I'm, here's one thing about me. I care about six things: sound, and then two through six. I care about six things: b o o b i e s. Whoa! That's that's seven. That's seven. That b o o b i e s boobies. That's seven. So you care about booby? Yeah. Okay. Booby. I care about booby. the one. Yeah. The single. <laughs> yeah. You ever come across somebody with a uniboob? No. Neither have I. And I hope I never do. Welcome to This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're right in, huh? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, we, we, we go right in here. Spare no expense. We spare go right no, in. Spare no expense. That's right. That's right. Just like Jurassic Park. Um, except we're Badassic Park. That's, yeah. <laughs> Dawson didn't like that one. That was... um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm Carson. He, him pronouns. Who do, we, who do I have with me? Um, well, as usual, I'm also here. Uh, my name's Dawson, also he, him pronouns. And I have a, I have some news for our listeners. Um, mm. there is a presence in this room. Sort of a ghostly, ghastly. There is an apparition. A full body apparition. Sitting in a gamer chair. Opaque. Oh, you're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, whoa, really? Who, who are you? I didn't know ghosts had to still sit in traffic. That's kind of a raw deal, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this episode also featuring the ghost of... Who, Jack I'm, Kern. Of me. I'm Jack. Yeah. I'm Jack Kern. Ladies me and gentlemen, Thank uh, you. in a slight change of pace for me bringing my bandmate on, Dawson has brought on his bandmate. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, what Bummer Hill's own Jack Kern. Wow. What an honor. What a pleasure Yeah, to be on what do How you many do? episodes have you listened to? How many what? You like this podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to like... Name 10 episodes. <laughs> I don't think there are 10 episodes. No, yet, this is episode not. 8. Gotcha. Um, I have listened to half of three separate episodes. So I've made it through the first half of three episodes. It was uh, the most recent one with, uh, with, uh, with Maddie. Uh-huh. The first episode. And... Um, I think the second episode. So the first, the first half of the first two episodes, and then the first half of the most recent. Okay, one. all right. That's, that's more than I'll Maddie listened that. to. That's more than Maddie listened to. Yeah, we take those. Maddie's only listened to the episodes that she's been on. So <laughs> that's which if even that. I don't know if she's done that. I mean, I uh, yeah, I actually don't either. I was about to be like, well, I know, and then I don't know. Just so. skim to the parts where I hear myself talking, and I skip the rest of the parts. Right, sure, like, yeah, okay, sure. There's me yeah. talking. You made an talking. edit. You you're gonna make an edit super with cut. a noise gate on both of us. Yeah, super <laughs> cut, yeah. Jack only, Jack only. I'm gonna post it on the Bummer Hill YouTube channel. Yeah, for the- maybe maybe we can do maybe we could do Jack and Maddie only if we could like create a scenario in which. Like we just take we compile Maddie's audio from both of her episodes and then your audio from this episode and make it sound like you two are having a conversation. Yeah, but it's just nonsense because none of yeah. it is. Yeah. Or you just invite both of us to guest on the pod and then neither of you show up. Mm-hmm. So we're not just a bad like, idea. Yeah. It's like well, and you two have to talk about like the song with "I Love Maconan or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have you both on for that episode. How about that? We'll have That's, you both on for the uh, "I Love Maconan collab episode i love mcconan collab uh yeah exciting do you i love mcconan was club going up on, on a, a tuesday. tuesday okay yeah. yeah and he ended up dating little peep that's pending huh that's like that's happening 
like the, the episode the episode no with- fallout boy also made a song with him Oh, oh, yeah. that's what you're talking. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, no, I did not, not know about this. I was explaining. I thought he was coming on the pod. I was like, wow, that's big connect. That's. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He just did a song with Fallout Boy. And okay. It's on the wheel. That's all. I'll, the- I mean, I'm sure we could try and get him though. Yeah. What's all I love McConan up to? I don't know. That's not one of the. He didn't die, right? No, no. That was. <laughs> Imagine. I don't man. think so. That would suck. That I, would I suck. was thinking of I Heart Memphis for a second. That's What's I Heart Memphis? Hit the Quan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Damn, what Not a really. shitty rap name. <laughs> <laughs> I heard What a terrible name. That that song is like dog ass apart from the part where he goes hit the quan and then the rest of it is terrible. I I don't think I've ever heard the song apart from TikTok, so. Don't. All right. All right. Damn. I won't. It sucks. Damn. Taking shots today at Isla. I I heart Memphis. I love Memphis. I, I heart Memphis. Memphis. Okay, all right. Best my bad. bad rapper name. Best bad rapper name? I'm saying Ice JJ Fish. That's not a real um, artist. That is a joke. That is a novelty. What? That is a YouTube novelty. What? Ice JJ. Also, Ice JJ Fish, not an awful name. But it's the best. But it's a bad. It's not awful, but it's a good bad name. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. All right. Well, I'm the, cause, uh, something about you, girl. Sorry. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, he sucks. But like. <gasps> That's my cord. Um. Uh, worst, worst, hmm, uh, there's gotta be one that I'm not coming up with. Who, who do you got, Dawson? I don't really keep things in my brain that I find unpleasant. Maybe it's just me. Mm. Ooh, I really don't like, um, uh, poo shiesty. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. don't like anything that has poo in it. Poo or shiesty. Yeah, shiesty, cause shiesty just sounds like, like, it feels like I'm looking at a, like a, like someone really fucked up their underwear. It sounds like someone yeah. shat their pants. Dang. So, Pooh is really bad. Um, a boogie with the hoodie is is pretty bad. Not bad, not bad, yeah. Did you see the Jeopardy rappers category thing? No. Um, like, it was, a, it was a recent episode of Jeopardy, and it was a... The the clue was a picture of Earl sweatshirt. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, seen here in an actual hoodie... Uh, his debut album, uh, Doris, uh, was his first to reach number one on the Billboard rap charts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like this lady like hits her button and goes, uh, a boogie with a hoodie. And she's like so sure of it. And they're like, no, that would be Earl Sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's two sweatshirt based rappers. Dang. Which I actually think Earl Sweatshirt's a hard as fuck name. Oh, yeah. I think that's that is good. Yeah. Especially Earl. It's You're kind not of, fucking with a guy named Earl. Powerful that's how you make the name Earl hard as fuck. Yeah, is add sweatshirt to it. Sweatshirt. I don't. Not specific. Just like yeah. mundane article of clothing. Not bad. Jack cargo pants. Not good. <laughs> Jack. No, <laughs> not I good. I like Jack pants. Jack pants. Jack, Jack pants, pants isn't that bad. Or Jackson pants. Jackson. <laughs> I'm putting that's on my, my Jackson pants. Name, yeah. <laughs> Jackson. Um. I the other day I had this, and we'll get to Fallout Boy in a second. The other day I had this thought. Of like, you know how like fantasy football, fantasy you know sports are a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because baseball is such an individualist sport, like everybody has like, like of course you know what you do on the on the on the diamond, as it were, is important to your team winning, of course. But like, you know, your individual stats are so broken down, like how many times you've struck out, mm-hmm. you know, how many times like. Uh, you know how many errors you've gotten off of a base or whatever 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to make this interesting in a second because I can see you like looking into the corner and just like what I don't want to talk about baseball right That's now. not what's <laughs> happening at all. It is. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I was thinking about like instead of a fantasy thing where you like put together a team, I was thinking it'd be interesting if you could do like a baseball player's stock market where like every baseball player has a certain stock value and like based on their performance, it like fluctuates like how much they're worth. You invest and you, can, in you buy stocks in Dang. in baseball players, basically. Damn. But it might be even more fun to do it with rappers. Mm. Fantasy rap game. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Rap stocks. Rap stocks. I feel like we could make this take off. <laughs> As like and it would maybe have to live in the realm of cryptocurrency, which is a realm I don't want to play around in. Yeah. But I mean, I think it might be kind of fun. <laughs> it yeah. sounds fun to me. You you turn uh, rap into Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, <definitely. laughs> amazing! Pokemon Go rap. Doing this not even with the intent of making profit, just beca- just for the funny. Yeah. I mean, also like oh autism because oh. like I would love to have stats on people. <laughs> 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 I would love to attribute a number. To flow <laughs> bars, actual people that are living in life right now. You would, you would love to like, like, like if one of them drops a really, really hot track that has like pop crossover, mm-hmm. like your stonks are going through the roof, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if like you know, we have an album that flops, or if you get like a bad Fantano review, like, boo, Ooh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kiss yeah. of Death, Kiss of Death, Kiss of Death. Like, uh, who's who's the most popular rapper right now? It's still Drake. Okay, so Drake's like a high. Drake stocks are high right now. Drake yeah. stocks might be through the roof. Yeah, but I spice stocks are still at pretty any high moment. Too. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like it could be. I'm, it, I'm a buying a Kanye could happen any moment. That's know? right. That's right. I'm buying stock in Ice Spice right now, but mm-hmm. you know, I might I might sell it off if she you know drops an album that no one cares about or. Mm. She collaborates with Chris Brown or something like that. Would insider and trading by collaborate? Like, I do mean in the war criminal sense. Yeah. Do you What's think up? insider trading would be like a a bad effect considering all the like leaks and shit? Like, have, have you seen Ooh. how many fucking Playboy Cardi leaks there are? I've, I well, it's, it's I don't know kind if leaks of, would affect it. Well, like it it could because <laughs> like. If the leaks are indicative of the next project and the leaks suck yeah. balls, then... Ooh, that's not bad. Then that's like, not bad. Then it could be an issue. Yeah. Well, this means I would have to... If, if, if we started this, I would have to get really, really invested in r slash hip-hop heads, which are yeah. a bunch of white guys I don't want to deal with right now. Yeah. Honestly, now that you bring that up, I don't think it's worth it anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it anymore. Yeah. Where, whereas, you know, baseball nerds, Less insufferable than white hip hop fans? Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. I'm both. So I would <laughs> I, I'm just <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I, would, I would only wager that um, baseball fans are less annoying than white hip hop heads because I don't have to interact with baseball fans on the daily. On the daily. Yeah. yeah. I have you do to a go podcast on, with one. Yeah. I mean, I can live with that. But I try not to, I try not to bring baseball into this. Yeah, as long as you don't do it in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of a, it's sort of a. (laughs) It's like a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Behind, behind closed doors, I can watch all the baseball I want. Yeah. Yeah. In the living room, though, like chill out. Yeah. Yeah, no. And in public, uh, if you and another guy are playing baseball together, keep that to yourself, you know? (laughs) Anyway, Jack. (laughs) Anyway, Jack. Um. 
What uh, What do you do? Who are you? Who, who me? Where do you live? <laughs> well, my Tell home address. say What's your, your address? home address and your social security number and your credit card number on air right now. Uh, no, but I am Jack, and I will tell you what I do. Though. What do you do? Okay, uh, because y'all y'all got the. Y'all got the the numbers on this shit already. I can't be. I can't be like. What was this episode one? I would be like, sure. Here's my SS. Sure. Here's, here's my. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the gamble for the funniness, but no. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll play it close to the chest. I'm Jack. Um, I uh am in a band called Bummer Hill with Dawson here. You guys have been recording. We have. We yeah. have been. Uh, we recently wrote a project. Uh. I say project because we haven't settled on what it is. What it yeah. is as yet. of right now, undetermined. Uh, undetermined yeah. project of six or seven track length. There are songs on it. There are songs. There on are it. certainly songs. There yeah. are songs on it, and it's. Uh, are they good? They're very good. I hope they're so. our best. Okay. They're yeah. definitely our 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 finest work, and I'm mm. very excited about them. We're 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 doing it as am I. Yeah, I, it's it's gonna be really cool. It's our first time doing stuff like in a studio studio and like yeah. not me producing it in my bedroom which has been cool and fun but i'm ready to uh ready to move le- on level our shit up yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure but um, yeah how's it been going it's been feel good. good about i feel i feel good about it. we're having nice. our uh our first like big big tracking section session this weekend we've really just gotten some like preliminary stuff nice down, nice uh, cool for the for the first session we had but um we're doing drums this weekend which is big, big, nice. exciting stuff. Nice. I'm doing drums at the same studio tomorrow. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, Dom, can I schedule stuff this days? And Dom was like, no, actually, I have the Dow Boys in for like this six day stretch or something. And I was like, uh, well, that's that's in two weeks. But uh, I'm I'm doing one. an EP with the band Caregiver tomorrow. Oh, so, yeah, Nashville wow. band Caregiver. Very cool. Nashville, uh, post hardcore bands. Uh, caregiver very sweet you're producing it i'm producing it yes i'm producing it i'm mixing it mastering it probably i don't know very sweet i don't know what's happening (laughs) anyway caregiver i hardly know her is all i'm gonna say Woo! goddamn god now that's a quick with those they have to stop making music now (laughs) that's the rule (laughs) well their name is actually plus caregiver plus plus caregiver Plus, I like hardly a plus know her. Plus, I hardly know her. Plus, plus ratio. Wow. Plus your plus mom. your mom have big gay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Jack, uh, uh, what is your relationship to Fallout Boy? Uh, my relationship to Fallout Boy is I uh, was an emo kid in like middle school and early high school, and I was like, yeah. I mean, Fallout Boy just had was one of the big bands you were into, or if you were into yeah. alternative music, it's a mm-hmm. it, Fallout Boy is one of the big like gateway drug band so to speak getting into that kind of yeah. music so now, it's, i was like i listened to uh you know um uh, fuck, fucking i think the first song i heard by fallout boy was dance dance actually nice i was just about to yeah. ask you what what yeah. was the first song great first song to yeah hear for too. sure it amazing awesome. song that one yeah. and obviously um sugar were like you know got me like i had the cd for uh mm-hmm. um for cork tree and all that and i like you know got into uh, infinity and all that yeah as a result but yeah i was big into i was probably more into pa- i know panic is a recurring like come up on this show just because mm-hmm. they're so mm-hmm. like yeah as long as you don't say his name right yeah, yeah. i'll say panic um they're just such <laughs> yeah. like well our listeners have to remove their eyelids if we say brandon yuri 
No! You just said All right, sorry. <laughs> son of a bitch. You said, well. God damn it. Um, Take a shot. <laughs> remove <laughs> your <laughs> eyelid. <laughs> Interchangeable. You were probably more segment. into Panic at the Disco, though. That was yeah, yeah. I was probably more into Panic uh, at that age just because, like, I don't know. I feel like the theatrics were a lot, like, heavier, especially in that. Well, because I think. I think Fever and Cork Tree came out like three months apart mm-hmm. in 2005. And I feel like Fever is, I don't know, a little more like Cork Tree is a lot more like straightforward kind of like yeah. mm-hmm. rock music, whereas Fever is a lot. There's like a lot of theatrics and there's like weird, funky, like yeah. electronic sections and acoustic mm-hmm. sections and stuff like that. I've always, uh, Maddie has always said that Fever is meant to be half modern dance music, half old dance music yeah which i don't know how accurate that is but i guess it's kind of correct because if you like there's a bunch of synths and like weird shit in yeah. the first half and then there's not any of that yeah. once that intermission happens yeah. yeah it's a very eclectic blend of a record but i mean it's awesome i like True. i really like cork tree just because it feels very nostalgic for me and i like yeah. recently re-listened to the whole thing because uh this song came up um and it's like it it holds up. I still think it's one of Fall Out Boy's best records for sure. It's like up there. It is top three. Uh, IMO. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was number three for me for a little while. Um, I think it's fallen a little bit for me just because of how samey all the tracks are. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say like XO is one of my favorite Fall Out Boy songs. Period. Uh, I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy, and all I got was this stupid song written about me. Yeah. I think is Banger. one of the best live performances I've ever seen. I think I've only seen them play that once, but when I saw them play it, I was like, "Holy shit, this mm. is incredible!" Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's got a lot of great songs on it, um, and you know, maybe we'll get into this later with you, but I think it's got some serious misses. Um, yeah, mm. I think it's got some misses that other albums just don't seem to have. Um, but all the songs on it really do make up for it. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the song that we, uh, we got, uh, on the wheel last week. Oh, baby. Uh, would you like to introduce it, Jack? Our lawyer, uh, told us to change the name of this song because we might get sued or something. Our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we wouldn't get sued. I was close. Yes. Uh, I happen to know a tidbit information about it. Yeah. Before uh, we get to that little snippet of the song all right did all you right, enjoy that it's over wow that was so good that was <laughs> we're gonna awesome. use we're gonna use the live version of just pete screaming okay. shilly. <laughs> 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 thank you for pulling back from the microphone yeah, you're welcome. yeah. i thought it would be funnier that way uh it was but oh shit you're right it was like um i i did a little i did a little um dance made a little love i did yeah exactly did got down tonight uh, wow Whoa! I did a little Google search when I found out this was this. Yeah, because because it's it's supposed to be. Uh, my name is something something, and we are the Temptations. Yes. So yeah. Like my name is uh, David Ruffin, and we are the Temptations. Yes. Was the original name. Yes. Which was a soul band uh, uh-huh. from which David Ruffin was uh, kicked out. Uh-huh. I believe. Uh, and I expressly for trying to rename the Temptations to David Ruffin and the Temptations. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they, they said fuck that. Yeah. They said fuck that. Kicked them out, and then they made some of 
probably their best music after they kicked them out. Yeah. Good. Which is like powerful. Very powerful. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing that can happen when you kick out an egomaniac. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, some bands uh, require the fuel provided by an egomaniac to make the band go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about that. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I also think every band that's named blank and the blanks yeah. doomed to fail. Selena I can, Gomez in the scene. Well, that's gotcha. an example of it working out. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Casablancas and the Strokes just changed. I mean, and not the Strokes and the um the the, the, the voids. The excuse voids, yeah. me. Uh, Julian Casablancas and the Voids changed their name to just the Voids. Good. So I was like, good. Yeah, I I actually like those couple. That, of I mean, I, lo- I love the Voids. I saw them. They were very good. They were very I'm, cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's very funny that he did that. I'm glad that he did because Julian Casablancas and the Voids is a fucking mouthful to say. Yeah. There's <laughs> some true. there's some names where like you have it and then you're even if you want to you just can't do a mm-hmm. name and the blank. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just like I think the Frank Iero ones have been cool because he's changed the band name every time with every record, mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. this is what a band called this would sound like, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Um, and I think the original idea behind that was to do like a different, an actual different band name, and not have it tied to his name at all. But mm-hmm. I think he was worried about it not performing as well. I don't know, but it's pretty cool it's a valid nightmare concern. for the streaming services nightmare yeah. for the streaming services yeah cool. i think uh it was a moment in time it was a moment in time you're right 100 gex had it for a minute as 100 gex dylan brady laura less in it's the artist like that on some of the songs it's, it, it's not that on 10,000 gex mm. it's it just says 100 gex <laughs> the way you said that yeah <laughs> yeah that, it's it's very annoying uh yeah that works out um i think there was like a glitch with um apple music's uh composers feature that they put on oh where that was bleeding into like not um classical music uh so i remember putting on attention by joji and the byline said instead of joji it was uh george joji miller and then everyone else who wrote on it whoa it was just scrolling for like, hours yeah easily like 20 whole seconds Jeez, it's awesome it's awesome well uh all, our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we wouldn't get sued yes um what was i about to say and then you we went on the tangent oh yeah yeah. You i don't know do you want to go on another one we have a couple corrections oh yeah yeah corrections Ooh, time i love this segment um it doesn't happen every episode but whenever it does happen is it the ones uh, that um, i already found out about on twitter it's happened in every episode. I don't I've know watched. what you found out about on Twitter or not. Um, I was wrong about the lineup of the Foozer tour. Oh, that yeah. Okay, what, so yeah. Um, Jason V says, uh, I have a correction uh, on our Twitter at the Dreaded Wheel. Uh-huh. Um, I have a correction. I have found zero evidence that Brand New played the Foozer tour. Yeah. Mm, and my bad. adding to this, Panic never headlined a Honda Civic tour during the Vices era. What the fuck? Mm. Which I It was the something tour. The something oh, it tour. was Nokia. It was a Nokia. Nokia tour. Damn. Honda, Nokia. Easy for me to get confused. Homie's gonna be in the in the comments again. Like, actually, it wasn't Nokia. Yeah, it if, was if, Samsung. If it, was, it wasn't the Nokia tour, it was Motorola. Let us know again. <laughs> Man, what's Motorola up to? Are they okay? Probably no, not. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> Motorola is Perished. not okay. 
wasted. John Motorola somewhere throwing a throwing a dart into his own eye. Yeah. John Motorola found dead in Miami. <laughs> Crazy. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, it, were those all the corrections? Yeah, that was it. Follow us on Twitter at the Dreaded Wheel, please. Please. We need more Twitter followers because then. I then I will be motivated to tweet on there more. Yeah, me too. Because right now I'll, I all only the best tweet content on the... goes to the Bummer Hill account, which yeah. is yeah. All the best content goes to the Bummer Hill Twitter. She um, A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y and Z on my one two three four five six seven eight. No, don't say every number in existence to complete that joke. Why is this episode of the pod a hundred and? 47,000 hours. That's crazy. <laughs> is that the actual time that it takes to say every number in existence? Oh, I feel like you're I don't think quick. you can say every number in existence. I feel like numbers are Disagree. Infinite. There's what only you... like 10. How... There's only 100. <laughs> don't tell don't, me there's more. I don't feel it. You know, have you ever heard of 101? Yeah. What about 200? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, get this. All, I get only this. Know, know one number and it's $8. 1,000. 1,000? You ever heard of 1,000 before? Hardly know her. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not even work. <laughs> it's not how that joke works. I don't get how it Leave works. Leave it to the pros. Leave it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm leave sorry. it to the pros. Jesus. I'll leave it to my boys. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, this is the album opener. Yes. Hardly know her. Uh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> From the 2005 release, From Under the Cork Tree. Indeed. Um, the first thing I noticed about this that I guess I had never really thought about before is, you know, every, every record does sound different. Mm. Every Fall Out Boy record does sound different. And, but, I mean, this is the closest one to how they started off, right? Mm. Like, it's the closest to um, Take This to Your Grave and Evening Out With Your Girl. Um, and... Uh, even so, I think, like, can you name another pop punk band that was doing a gallopy track like this? Because this song fucking gallops. This song's on the back of a horse. This song is on the back of a horse. It's tough. It's really It's It's really cool. And there's only a couple songs on Cork Tree that are, like, what I think of when I hear the words pop punk, which when I hear the words pop punk, I instantly go to newfound glory and how much I don't like that band. Hmm. Um, no offense, newfound glory. I'm sure you're fine people. Hmm. Um, I but listened, so I don't know. yeah, I mean, they're like, it's, it's exactly what you think of when you hear pop punk in your brain, which I do think take this to your grave falls under that category. Hmm. I don't know if all of this stuff on this record does. Because there are moments that I would just straight up call pop punk. There are moments that I would call pop rock. And this song is like kind of a metal song. It <laughs> it's kind of sick. Yeah, there's, yeah. Some, there's some like, I don't know who does those vocals on those later tracks yeah. in the records with like the with screams, like the and, screams stuff. and stuff. That's Pete. Yeah. That, that, oh, that's Pete. That's Pete and uh, a guy that used to uh, tech for them. Interesting. A guy that used to like guitar tech and drum tech for them. Interesting. I think he still might do some tech work with them. But when I saw them play a couple of these songs uh, live in like 2000, whenever it was 13, um, uh, that guy was like screaming on the thing. And apparently he screamed on this record a lot. So Hmm. um, interesting, which is interesting. Uh, I know this song in particular is Pete. um, And like the big chorus that swoops in 
he's in like a really weird like chromatic key that's like closer to like what a metallica chorus would be and like yeah. it's very chromatic like it dun, descends that's like that's like a very that kind of like very staccato like that way they hit that, mm-hmm. that like progression is is very it's kind of a trademark of the era a little bit because like, there's yeah. moments mm-hmm. like that on like again on the panic album mm-hmm. yeah like it's it's very it's very macabre and very mm-hmm. like which is kind of like a i don't know there's like a like both a bygone era for sure yeah, for guitar yeah, yeah. Music. very yeah. theatric very like i don't know it's 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 trying to be very like I don't know, macabre's the word that's sticking with yeah, it. Definitely. Very, yeah, definitely. Like, off-putting yeah, a little bit. I see that. But it's like, yeah, I like, that section's dope. Um, that section's sick. Yeah. I also just think, like, the, the, like, that is so different from, like, what any other band was doing yeah. at the time. And it's it's so interesting to see them fall under that category when I I kind of always think that they've been the trendsetters. Because there's bands that still sound like Take This to Your Grave that are coming out today where, like, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Because Fall Out Boy, to me, pushed that genre to its limits. And then once they were done with that genre, they pushed outside of it, made something completely different and sometimes ridiculous with some fucking Danny Elfman moments. Mm-hmm. And then, you know here we are today with the four post hiatus records, you know, right. under their belt. And all of those sound different from each other, you know, whether that's a good thing or not. Yeah. Um, so it, it is interesting to hear this and just be like, yeah, I can't compare this to anybody. And there wasn't anybody at the time that I could compare it to either, mm. which is really interesting. I can. Who's that? Um, so I, I know that it's a meme every episode that we bring up Brendan Urie and Panic at the Disco. Sure. And then I listened to this song and I was like, this is not going to be an exception because this song... <laughs> it's very Panic. This song reminds Other me of... Other topics include Brendan Urie. <laughs> yeah, right. This song reminds me of a... It's like if a Fever song was a little heavier. Which Fever song? Just like it could have, like it could have been on the album if that album was heavier. That's it's a... it's one of the like on Cork Tree. It's one of the more like stylistically varied mm-hmm. Definitely, like Definitely. it's like they got a bunch of different like energies packed into mm-hmm. one thing, which is kind of like again the trademark of a lot of tracks on Fever. And it's not even just like the the sound of it; it's also the lyrics too. Yeah, like, with um... vocal cadences, all that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like th- th- this is. One of the only songs where I could like understand people mistaking Patrick Stump for Brandon Yuri because apparently people do that, which yeah, I, I don't, don't understand. I've never at all. understood that at all, but this is the closest I've ever gotten to understanding that. And then all the lyrics of like, um, we will leave you high and dry, like just self referential, like we're this fucking yeah, like we're cool this, ass we're band, band that yeah. like, and we don't care if you hate us, like that's a lot of fever. Well, that that's a lot of fever, and then also. Like, I, it's so funny because, like, Fever is an album that has lyrics about critics not liking them when they had yet to have any critical reception at all. Yeah. yeah. Which is so funny. And obviously, like, there's it came some true. trends. Yeah. yeah, it came true. But, like, also, there are, like, Pete Wentz is never, um, Pete Wentz is never following a trend. It's 
always it always seems to be that he's the one that's setting the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, long the long song titles thing, like mm-hmm. didn't totally originate with them, but like it was popularized because of him. Mm-hmm. And also, I think they probably did it the best too. Yeah. Goofy long song titles thing, right? And the like the lyrical style, um, which someone recently told me that they can't stand Pete Wentz's lyrical style, and I was like, really? I don't. What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, but uh. I think it's it's just interesting to see, like, to look at this now with some some hindsight, which you know I didn't have in two thousand eight when I first heard this record, you know, because it was right. only three years old. But like, you know, the Academy is also on their first record. Yeah, did the if critics hate us, we don't give a shit. Like, right. we don't we don't want to be a part of your stupid scene. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you aren't. Uh, you're not eligible for it yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't, yeah. I don't understand. And like music worked a lot differently back then. A like bands, yeah. like getting a record deal was an entirely different game than it is nowadays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because like, when you when you look at how it works now, it's like, um, you know, big name labels and big name management and stuff like that yeah. wants you to see you tread your own path first mm-hmm. and like make an audience for yourself. Yep. Whereas back then, really. Like not they saw even, black eyeliner and smell blood. Yeah, not yeah. even possible to do that. Like you, yeah. like I mean, I'm you pretty had sure, to get a label deal. I'm pretty then. sure how it happened is like you know some label person was at your show and they're like, I see potential here, mm-hmm. and that no, it, that's pretty much which how is it not, works. Yeah, not how it works. Anymore. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of horseshoe theory because like in the '90s is that's kind of how everything operated. Yeah, and in the '90s, everything kind of operated the way it does now, where like right. You know, it even worked like that kind of in the last 2000. decade, in the early 2010s, too. Definitely. Because, like, yeah. I mean, with the explosion of, like, you know, SoundCloud and things right, like that, yeah. like, that's really what's Well, I think SoundCloud is what started it back over. It's right. just like, oh, we maybe need to stop losing money on these yeah. kids that aren't going to make us money. And right. let's do that. Because, like, I mean, we, we talked about the cab a little bit last week. And I don't know if you're familiar with them at all, but the uh-uh. cab was this. The Cab was this band that was kind of Fall Out Boy and Panic fused into one, filtered through like the old Maroon 5 sound. Interesting. And what, Fueled what, by putting, Ramen. Were they putting out music around the same time? Uh, they put out a record in 2010, or a record in 2009, and then they put out another record in 2011. Okay. Um, and their first stretch. record's really good. Um but Fueled by Ramen was just pouring fucking money into that band. Mm. They were high schoolers, and I'm pretty sure they had no fan base whatsoever until they signed with Fueled by Ramen. And I think that, like, you know, they got put on plenty of tours that would have put them up. But they're an example of just, like, you know, overnight starting back up. But when you really think about it, I mean, Fall Out Boy wasn't, you know, created by a label. They were probably the last holdout of that hey let's see you know if you can cultivate an audience on your own and that kind of thing because evening out with your girlfriend Mm self-release and they just you know toured relentlessly until they got signed for take this to your grave and take this to your grave was even like kind of an experiment to see if they would work you know um and they worked well enough to where they got the cork tree thing and cork tree is where it really really pops Mm. you know so it's just interesting to look at that we entered an era where 
bands were getting signed overnight. A Panic being a great example of that. The yeah. Academy is. And it was mostly off the back of Fall Out Boy of like, yeah. hey, if a band sounds like this and they can make us another dance dance or if they can make us another um, Sugar We're Going Down, mm. like absolutely we'll fucking sign them. Girls like them? Absolutely. 100%. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to see like they were definitely setting trends sonically but they were also setting trends with just like the way that they dressed yeah um the way that oh my god labels the, the treated pic- bands the pictures like, of like these bands from this time it's awesome are so funny so fucking the crazy funny. ass sideburns yeah. the crazy ass like fucking one big thick strand of like oh yeah they're like hanging right yeah. in the middle of your forehead type mm-hmm. shit I mean, this was around the time Eyeliner. that I want to say Metro Station was like two or three years after uh, after this. And it was like yeah. Metro Station was just like the look. And then it was like, do you guys have songs? And they're like, I guess we have one. I don't know. <laughs> so very fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess the closest thing that I could sonically compare this to would be like a heavier fever song. But at the same time, like I'm not totally seeing it because this feels like m- more influenced by like thrash metal or something like yeah that. it's definitely not like a perfect comparison but especially when the song starts out um, yeah like and the, the verse just like kicks in immediately like mm. it it was like oh this is like another panic song or something and the chorus came in and i was like okay well it's still fallout boy. yeah it's yeah. still yeah it's definitely a fallout boy style chorus with just like with how much Patrick Stump knows about composition and like all that kind of thing, like you really do hear his voice shine through in this, and that like, yeah. wow, nobody's writing a chorus like this except right. for this motherfucker. And the second time they do that chorus, it's the it's the one three thing. It goes bump 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 bump. Yeah, it's awesome. Of the gallopy thing. So it's like they really like they know how to vary it up and keep it like interesting. Like I th- they- yeah, and I think that that like. They were definitely setting a trend for that too, because I don't think a whole lot of bands were like concerned with varying things up. I, I think that a lot of bands were, you know, just you know, repeating shit and whatnot. Right. I mean, I I also can't really think of a band that was doing this as popular as them, except for maybe like Foo Fighters, because mm. uh, Weezer had kind of petered out a little bit um, by by this point and. Mm. I think Foo Fighters had kind of reached their peak too, but like I mean, at the time of Corktree, I would say that Fall Out Boy was the biggest rock band. Unless there's someone I'm forgetting entirely. Mm-hmm. Radio, I, I can't think of. That. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if Radiohead like Radiohead's like a, a weird example because like they're a rock band in like the most technical term, but sure. they, they don't like make rock music. Yeah. Also, they kind of like had their major peak in the 90s i feel like or Ooh, did they? disagree disagree i think i think they're they hit their peak like early 2000 early 2000s probably oh, wow. i mean like just i mean they play arenas now yeah and like no band that peaked in the 90s is still playing arenas oh sure really sure, sure. It, i mean like know? they're a, they're like a highly oh you mean band. like cultural zeitgeist yeah 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 now that like, i'd agree with yeah i'm stupid i'm sorry no, no, no. like because creative I mean, peak is... definitely not in the 90s no no because no, <laughs> radio like like you said radiohead is a very like highly coveted highly respected mm-hmm. like major band mm-hmm. still yeah. and like you know any festival they play they're headlining like yeah yeah for sure definitely yeah um, well i mean Maroon 5 is the same year as this. Songs About Jane is the same year as this. I think it was 2006. Um, 
I'm going to double check that. Yeah, double check that so that Jason doesn't come after our Jason asses or, on Twitter. Or Elder or... <laughs> yeah, Elder T. Um, I don't know. You don't guys know, rock, by the what, way. We're not, what do you, we're not uh, shitting on you. What do you, what do you think of this song? What do you, of this song? Yeah, yeah. General um, thoughts on, on this song. I like it. I think it's a it's an interesting opener. Like I kind of generally with Fall Out Boy albums, I don't really understand like what happened. What are we? Songs about Jane was 2002. Wow. I'm um, dumb as hell. I'm dumb yeah, as rocks, me too. baby. Jeez. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Jack. But uh, I don't really understand the, like the album layouts, like the track lists a lot of the time. Um, this feels like a, this feels like a, like a really solid opener. Like I, I like, I like this yeah. track a lot. It's one mm-hmm. of the, I've, one of the more interesting ones on the record, just cause it's like, it's not really talked about a whole lot. This track. I, I um, think this record and take this to your grave definitely flow the absolute worst because, yeah. and take yeah. this to your grave at least has the phone opening thing, mm. um, which is funny that they begin two albums in a row with, <laughs> with sound effects of appliances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a camera on this one. It's a phone on the one before. Yeah. Um, I think the most interesting part about this track is kind of like the things it's getting at because it opens up with like the paparazzi, like camera shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I feel like it's trying to get at like, um, it represents the themes of the songs. Really yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I feel like it's trying to get at like the, uh, um, you know, being famous and all that, and like the, uh, um, I guess the problems that come along with like being that like famous band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you know we have no personality, but you keep us around because we're we're it, popular. It friends almost and... feels like a dig on other bands. At it the does. Time, it's very it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah, I like that about like how they it's literally first track debut album like their second a, album oh yeah second breakout album, album. Yeah. breakout breakout album, album. Yeah, yeah. yeah they like debut as in breakout um, yeah yeah but yeah big statement big statement for big a first fucking track. statement yeah, which yeah. i think which mad props very yeah no and uh uh what you were saying about the ordering this album in particular I think you could slot every song into it uh, like it's like you could kind of arrange it however the yeah. fuck you wanted, yeah. except for maybe this song in EXO. Yeah. Because I think EXO is a great closer because yeah. um, it's such a like bombastic, just like, what the fuck is this track type yeah. of deal? Um, and uh, but I think you're right um, on on this one in particular. It's just like the middle parts are so like the songs don't really go into each other. I mean, I, I couldn't give you the ordering of this record if my fucking life depended on right. it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I couldn't do it. Whereas with Folly and Infinity, I feel like I could do those pretty Folly definitely. well. Yeah. yeah. Folly is a great track. Like, I, I listened to Folly recently as well. And like, hearing, um, oh, geez. What? The, was way, the, way, I, the yeah. way you shook your ear. Yeah, I had an itch, bro. Leave me alone. I'm fucking weird. <laughs> That's the fastest I've ever seen somebody scratch their ear. <laughs> uh, there's no video component to this. Oh, my but, God. Anyway, what a catch, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, that song feels like closure material to me. Like that oh, shit. Oh, we, we've talked, talked about, about this. Yeah. yeah. that Because yeah. that track was insane. Like, the way they, like, pull in lyrics mm. from, like, you know, previous records and stuff. Like, it's... You should you should listen to our episode on on the actual closer on that record West Coast yeah, Smoker. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about it a little bit, but like yeah. as a refresher, the only reason that's not the closer is because either Patrick or Pete thought it would be like too sad uh, as like a statement for the whole band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
like they they wanted to leave the door open yeah for like another thing yeah but it it just felt confusing because it does feel like it doesn't feel i mean i know lyrically it's probably a little depressing i don't know Mm -hmm. oh it is yeah it's very depressing yeah Yeah. um but i mean mostly just because like when i listened to it recently i was like wow this is epic it is yeah it's dope it's It's very dope it's an incredible song um and i think live it's an incredible closer. Yeah. They've never used it as a closer live, I don't think, as far which as I know. Which is fucked up. Which is very fucked up. But to us, I think what we landed on was What a Catch Donnie is the big saccharine ending and the yeah. ending that everybody wants to have, yeah. similar to how you want it to be the closing yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. Whereas West Coast Smoker is sort of this like hotel room overdose of a yeah. closer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the ending that you actually mm. get you know mm. but i i don't know i could be wrong about that that's how i read it but um i, I don't know uh yeah i mean i i agree with you like there's finality yeah. to that song yeah um it does like that is a very yeah eloquent way to put it like it's like it's kind of it's a little it keeps you on your toes a little bit like oh man well how are they what are they going to do after yeah. this yeah. well it kind of makes the stuff that comes after it a little bit more compelling because it feels mm. And and those are the weirdest songs on the record. Oh, for sure. In a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Those songs are all so strange. Um, 27's after that? I or think so. Coffees for Closers? I don't remember. No, Coffees, Coffees, Coffees for Closers is the song directly before that. Okay. Before I think it's but Coffee, that, Donnie, and then 27. 27? And then 27. Oh, wait. Hang on. Let's see if I can do this. 27. Whams? No. One, one song before Whams. Fuck. I got this. Hang on. Oh, focus in. I'm just going to pretend that I have a gun to my head. Um, it's an M16. It's a carbine. It's got a grenade launcher. Oh, jeez. His finger is on the grenade launcher trigger. The works. Fuck. You want me to tell you? Well, hang on. Because after it, it's Wham's $20 nosebleed West Coast Smoker. Yeah, correct. Okay. You're just, this is a very forgettable track that you're not remembering. Oh, I none of say. them are forgettable. Hang on. Yeah. I got to do it from the beginning, though. Uh, Water Buffaloes, I Don't Care, uh, She's My Winona, um, America's Sweethearts. You're... Did I fuck one up? No, I said you're... Uh, head First Slide into Cooperstown on yeah. a Bad Bet. Um, Ship Gold Standard. Yeah. Coffees for Closers. Yeah. What a catch. Yeah. 27. 27. 27. Fuck. What is it? I'm Tiffany Blues. Oh, not a forgettable song. Not Fuck for- you. you. That song's wrong. incredible. You're out of your goddamn mind. That's one of their best songs. Jesus oh, shit. Christ. Yeah. All right. We're having you back on for Tiffany Blues. All right. Hurry. Like I, I mean, I forgot wrong. it because I listened to it two days ago and I don't remember it. Oh, but. what a good song. This guy. I bet Fuck. Foley's not even on his chart. That's crazy. That's nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even on your five by five, bro. I don't have a chart. Not even Show on your, your five by Not five. even on your topsters, bro. I don't have it on me. <laughs> i'll have it next week it's man. in my fuck. other pants fuck <laughs> can you can you imagine a guy like coming up with a switchblade and just being like phone wallet five by five <laughs> you show, he's like it's trash you can leave you <laughs> ain't got no money phone wallet topsters if i see car seat headrest <laughs> anywhere on that i will kill you how many drake scrobbles do you have <laughs> um yeah uh well it's funny because Immediately after this song, the song we're talking about, 
you get of all the gin joints. Yeah. Which I don't like that song. Really? I kind of like I, it. I think that's my, like, I think that's on, the, <laughs> I think that's on, it, it's not that I don't like that song. It's just compared to everything that comes after it. It's so lackluster. Because mm-hmm. uh, Dance Dance is directly after that. Yeah, Dance and Dance Dance, 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 is, Dance is a smash. Yeah. How, how do you proceed Dance Dance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's funny is I think Dance Dance after this song would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, it would front load it a little bit. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Sugar comes right after Dance Dance, too. So, and that's like, God damn. Whoa. It's that's like, true. it is probably my least favorite of their popular songs. I'll be Sugar. Real. Yeah. Mm. Like, I like that one. Well, well my <laughs> we're least not including centuries. Oh. <laughs> Oh boy! Centuries. Whenever we do centuries, we gotta have somebody special on for that. Yeah, that's... we're gonna get we're gonna get Jack Anton off for that episode. <laughs> wow, we're gonna get Jack she Anton off. My Actually, I know exactly who we're gonna have on for that. I I I'm not gonna say. We'll Ooh. keep it a secret. Hold it close to the chest. Yeah, we're gonna hold it real close to. The I chest. don't like what my songs know what you did in the dark. I don't like that one. That one's I think that song's all right. I don't think that song's okay. I think that song is dog ass. I, I think that song's fine. I think the best part about that song is that two changes in the video. I think the best part about that song are the verses. Uh, but ratio, ratio. It's not the song <laughs> we're talking about. Not anyway, the song we're talking sorry. about at all. Boop. Um. Yeah. I, uh. Standout. Standout lyrics. Um, what, what you guys got? Let me pull up the genius page. I'm pulling up the genius page. I'm pulling up the genius page on this podcast episode. Hey, quick question: When did uh, when did genius change over from being rap genius, or did it never change over from being rap genius? Has it I always just know. been genius? That's a good question. Every time I've used it in my whole life, it's been um, it's been just genius. Yeah. No, that's also what I'm thinking. Where is my phone? I don't know. Where'd you put? It's where the wheel is. Yeah, that's a that's gonna be an issue. Can't find it. This is gonna be an issue if I can't find it. I I'm Mm. searching for it with the mic in hand, trying to get trying to get sort of an aerial view on it right now. Rummaging. Oh boy, where is this, John? Folks, we found my phone. It was on the desk directly in front of me. That's crazy. (laughs) We were looking for a really long time for it to be that close by. All right, standout lyrics. Let's get back to them. Let's get back Um, into it. I don't think I gave one yet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just past eight, and I'm young and feeling reckless. The ribbon on my wrist says, "Do not open before Christmas." Is my is my pick favorite lyric probably. Um, that's a great one. Um. Uh, we will leave and leave you high and dry. It's not worth the hearing you'll lose, which is mm. very fun. Um, I I I do think that the pressure of them being worried that they would end up like a one hit wonder or end up like a you know like just a band with one good album that's a cult classic or something like that. Mm. I think that worry is always there for them. Mm. And yeah. it's a worry that other bands of this era that did end up like that just didn't have. Yeah. Um I mean as as Patrick has been talking about in the past couple of couple of months with the leading up to the new record, they've all talked about like they're like, "Yeah, we're just all waiting for this to like end." And like mm-hmm. for all of the press and all of the fame and all of the fans to just go away, and it just it 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 never has for them because I think they're always so worried about doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, unfortunately, 
there is like a big like <laughs> it's almost like a truther community for mania um yeah. even though you know dawson and i don't like that record we don't like i any of the post haven't heard records, it really but... i haven't heard it but i've heard like snippets and i've hated all of them so yeah doesn't yeah. feel like it's worth my ears just because like i'm i don't really like pop music like that anyway is it even a pop album it's like it's it's so weird weird it's so strange i I don't even know how to describe it it's like electro it's like electro pop kind of um but it's also got like some fucking weird reggae parts that don't work at all yeah um it's got like a it's almost like an edm drop at one point uh, yeah it, there's so a lot weird. of it's like it, it's my theory is that pete once wanted to make kid a and what <laughs> happened was not that interesting um, I, I i don't know if i agree with that just because like i have more faith in pete to make a better album if he's shooting for kid a oh no i think like he's, do you know like that's a high Bar it's a very hit. high bar to clear, and I just think that it didn't it didn't land like they wanted it to. It's a mania for all its shortcomings is still a big swing. Yeah, I will say that it is not a wet fart of an album at all. It is still a big swing. They mm-hmm. always take big swings. Mm-hmm. They really really strike out on yeah. that one. <laughs> Jeez. Um. Oh, I got the lyric a little bit wrong. We're friends. We're friends when you're on your knees. Make them dance like we were shooting their feet. Mm-hmm. I love that one very much um can we talk about uh the way that they've performed this live first of all they haven't played this song since 2008 Uh, yeah it's been a long time i can see that um patrick is doing a harmony that is there on the record but he's not doing the main vocal line at all yeah and Mm. when you make comments about him over singing um I, I think this is a good example of it. It I do think it works live. Um, I don't know how you felt about the couple of live videos that we watched before Jack got here, though. I think they're uh, like, I think it's um, they're de- they're definitely good performances. Um, but like, just the I'm the kind of guy where um, if you're gonna switch up the song live, it's got to be like a really fucking good reason to do it. Uh huh. And like, yeah. you've got to be doing something like really cool or like just interesting or different. And I don't think like changing the the vocal line to just the the harmony because like in in the chorus he goes. Uh, actually, I'm not gonna sing it. That's fucked up. Well, only yeah. liars. He goes like instead of in, only. Something like that. So he's almost doing like an octave up. He kind of, he jumps it like way high. Yeah. Only liars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to do it. That's not the part of the song that people are singing. They're singing it's only. Yeah. 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 So he doesn't have to be doing all that. Um, but he did want to be a swagged out white boy back then. That's true. That's and he true. was really trying to be the swaggiest white boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know what? All is forgiven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Listen, respect, all is I respect for, the all, all is forgiven in uh, the trial of white boys. Just yeah. a little quirked up. <laughs> yeah. He and was like, trying to be as quirked up as possible. And this time around, he went a little too quirked up. Yeah. He, he quirked. <sighs> well, now my phone's on the ground, but at least we know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like that, um, the, the performance videos we watched. Like I would uh, be curious to see these. Yeah, we should have. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? You know what? 
We're going to show them the funny one. Okay. Hold up. There's pre-roll. Sorry. Try it again. Wow. Those were, those were, I mean, to Patrick's credit, those are very good live vocals. They're very, very good. He sounds very good live. He he sounds very good live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not that mad at like the high harmony thing. I'm like, I think no. it's, I think it's no, it's like, cool. It's just an interesting choice to is. not have that be he's, the main line on flexing. the record. He's yeah. flexing. He's flexing a little bit. Yeah, yes. he's definitely like he's doing a bunch of riffs and shit. Like it's mm-hmm. very, like it's that is, you know, I think Patrick's vocal talent is very like is one of the big things attributed to that band's success because it's absolutely like, a lot of bands doing stuff in this style kind of have shitty vocals sometimes yeah. and it's like i mean you, you look at like you know your patrick stumps and your brendan uries and they're obviously phenomenal vocalists yeah and like that like makes it that much more accessible to uh-huh. like wider audiences which is kind 1, of like yeah. you know i i see it you know it's like it, it's pete doing the like come on yeah. come on is <laughs> really yeah, funny it's very funny joe's backing vocals also yeah. hilarious like, yeah because we're the best that, that's, that's like um i was gonna make that point like the, that whole performance is four quirked as hell white boys oh yeah <laughs> and like that's what makes it so much fun to watch Patrick's because they're they're all having the time of their life oh yeah but like joe is fucking doing Beyblades in the corner yeah. and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. he has to come to the mic to do backup vocals yeah and it's, they're they're not performing it's for so funny. they're not performing for, <laughs> yeah, they're not performing for the cameras they're performing no for yeah those, like for those kids if you were in the audience for that performance that we just watched it was probably sick had the time of your life oh yeah absolutely oh yeah definitely yeah um, no, I, I think that that shit is cool. Uh, AOL music, by the way. AOL yeah. music, Shouts everybody. Out. If you want to watch the, the same one that we just watched, which we should have mentioned before, but it's, um, the, it's on Fall Out Boy's channel. It's them performing this song, uh, for AOL music live. Yeah. Which, uh, Fall Out Boy's YouTube channel has kind of acted like as a bit of an archaic, ar- uh, archive, archive, which I really and, appreciate. Yeah. It's mm. really good, especially for us for like looking back on shit there's some shit that just straight up does not make it to um you know the live performance element like yeah. i mean the song we did last week never been performed live mm-hmm. uh west coast smoker also never been performed live but yeah. if if they've played on any sort of if the, if any of their performances have been professionally shot it is up on fallout boys youtube mm-hmm. yeah so thank you for that boys we love you we love Thanks, you for fallout that one. boy Thank you, thank you. Um, I mean, any anything else about this song we wanted to bring up? Uh, song uh, meanings. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This song, song is we haven't old done enough. that. And... This song is old enough that it actually has a song meanings page. Ooh. Did you look at the last two songs we did and they just didn't have them? Uh, I think um, Janaspis might have had one, but mm. um, the trappings. I of forgot. Fame. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the we like, yeah. listen because of this podcast. We've made a lot of money, and we're not really focused on it anymore. Oh, yeah, I see. Um, yeah. I, I'm really actually sad. leaving. That's also what the song's about. I'm, I'm leaving both of my bands to podcast full time. Wow, uh, and this I'm is leaving the first this podcast. I'm yeah. leaving this podcast because I was. I mean, based on my performance on this podcast, I was offered a high position in the United States Air Force. So. Yeah. Wow. I was offered yeah. a. I'm gonna. Position, they're gonna like. Um, you know, help me. They're gonna let me pick the shape of missiles and stuff. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like that one should have more. This shape. This one needs more girth. This one should be girthier. Yeah. Yeah. I I want a blue streak with Sonic the Hedgehog on this one. This missile should have flames. I want this missile to go way past cool when you shoot it. Mm. Yeah. 
All right, songmeanings.com. Um, I want this missile to be named the Hulk Roller Coaster. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, this is just kind of a kind of a funny one, like a little sweet one uh, from Jessica Ortiz twenty on March eighteenth, two thousand five. Um, I don't know what this is about either, but it is very good. I could just listen to it over and over. I'm gonna see FOB on Tuesday. Three happy faces. Good. Um, I Jessica is her name. Yep. Good for you, Jessica. I hope I you had hope a great time. I hope it was time. a good show, Jessica. I'm She's sure probably Jessica listening. She listens. She's a subscriber. Yeah. Let's much see. much like how how Anne Frank would have been a believer. <laughs> Jessica from Song Meetings. <laughs> that, this is our equivalent. That's so right. Jessica this, this one's this one's a little confusing. By X Liar Face on May fifth, two thousand five. Um, <laughs> liar Face. <laughs> yeah, uh, brothers and sisters. Yeah, put these words down into your notebook. Which you know. Fun line. I yeah, like spit it. lines like these. Um, yeah. he this this person says I still do this, and I'm in college. Bad habits break hard, I guess. Still love the album, despite somehow feeling insulted by them slaughtering the population of their fans with half of the songs. They hate a scene they created. Catch twenty two. What are you talking about? Shut up. What What are you talking about? Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't think that's a condemnation of writing lyrics down in your notebook. No, I don't think so. I at think all. you thought about it too hard. Ex liar face on May fifth, two thousand five. If you're listening to this podcast right yeah. now, fuck you. Not really. Get his ass. I Get thought, uh, his ass. Yeah, man. Who who else? Took what those else? Lyrics is a personal attack. Yeah, man. He really. He, it's not that deep. Ex. A lot of people face. thought that um, this song was insulting them personally. Um, Conan, That's funny. Conando the very next day said, "Are they testing their limits with how obviously they can insult their fans without anyone really caring?" It's damn catchy, though, must say. Yeah. Well, mean, they got away with it with you. So. I, I, think, I think they don't know what it means to be tongue-in-cheek. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think they know what self-awareness is. I, think, I think they just like Irony. heard the, the lyrics and took them at face value. Oh, also... It's like, oh, this... they told us in a song they're selling out. <gasps> Fuck you, Fall they're Out selli- Boy. They're selling out! Fall Out Boy. They're liars. They've been lying this whole time. You're not the best. I don't think I can listen to Fall Out Boy anymore, dude. I Uh, like they're selling out, dude. Like I don't think I can fucking listen to them anymore. Oh fuck! They were my favorite underground band when only (laughs) I ever listened to them, and now that they've sold out and have more listeners, I fucking hate them, dude. Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy was so underground until a few years ago. Before this last record came out, um, Fall Out Boy was a little underground. Can you imagine like gatekeeping Fall Out Boy up until the? Uma Thurman Pepsi commercial. It's like, oh, dude, <laughs> come on! <laughs> Can't believe they would sell out. No, Pepsi dude. commercial. Fuck! Oh my god. <laughs> but um, or this... someone gatekeeping Kendall Jenner until her. Is that Kendall or Kylie? <laughs> that was Kendall. That was Kendall. Yeah. Kendall Fuck! Jenner's Pepsi commercial. She just handed. She, she just handed the Pepsi to the riot police. Oh, no, everybody's gonna like her. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fuck! I love Kendall Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> She's the most underground uh, member of the family. And when I talk about Kendall Jenner, I mean the unreleased Black Country New Road song, banger. Um, if anyone knows about that one, anyway, I'm not like mad at you for that, but I almost threw this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> that oh yeah, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, fault. But Kendall. there was. Um, this this comment uh, by Ladies Man eight oh eight oh shit and ladies spelled Let's with a Z go. So ladies, ladies ladies man so far I like eight oh eight 
on May 11, 2005. Now, before I say this comment, um, <laughs> oh, here we go. There is Strap a little. Man, there's a little factoid about this song that's kind of interesting. Um, there was a Rolling Stones magazine joke where okay. um, they, I think they wrote that the original title of this song was I Loved You So Much Before You Were a MySpace Whore, um, which was not the original title of the no. song. But because of that, a misconception came about that that was the original title of the song. Um, mm. So Ladies Man 808 on May 11th, 2005 says, Lamau, yeah, MySpace whores. Ah, ha, 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 so great. I love FOB. I wonder if interesting sarcastic. <laughs> I, that is so funny to think that Fall Out Boy would ever name a song that. Like, yeah. like I, I think that's like if a normie tried to come up with a Fall Out Boy song title. Like, I don't know. Maybe I think a normie probably did come up with that title and try to pass it off as an actual probably, Fall Out absolutely, Boy song title. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Do you think this song's been played in an emo night? Oh, I, it's a deep cut, man. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I, don't know. It, I feel like this qualifies as a deep cut at this point. Oh, at this point for sure. Like, but like back then. Well, how long has Emo Night been around? Too long. Too long. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to say like since 2014 or 15. Hmm. The Chainsmokers started it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They're like wow. the founders of it. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. That's so weird. The Chainsmokers are maybe like the last people I think of when I hear the word emo. Well, I think their definition of emo is very different from ours. Yeah, their definition <laughs> sure. of emo is like Machine Gun Kelly. Pop Avril Lavigne. Avril, eh, Avril Lavigne is close. She falls into the category. She but, has the look. Yeah, for sure. I just, I've only ever been to one emo night. and I've never been to any. I'd rather pull my balls out with a monkey wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, man. I, Sorry. <laughs> the, the prospect just doesn't seem I'd rather get a bone it's, disease. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scene kid rave. Yeah, is what it is. Not even. I mean, it's. I mean, did you go to one of the it's nights a where normie rave that gives them an excuse to like music that quote they're not unquote, supposed to like? I'm doing the thing with my fingers. Scene kid rave. Did you go to one of the nights where like they had bands performing, or was it just like a karaoke? We played. Or? We played one in Austin. Ah, yeah. What Tip was it, that like? Good. Uh, yeah. We made no money in merch because people weren't there to buy merch. But um, yeah. we played to like I don't know, fucking. 400 500 people nice. so we played to a lot of people yeah. my my mosh call when we first started i was like you just have to watch us for 30 minutes and then you can go back to listening to a day to remember i promise <laughs> and then we went in and people liked it i mean people moshed for sure people had a good time it's that's tough. good we yeah. got paid well so hell yeah yeah Whatever. i mean how they, how they do emi night at the masquerade is they have like the main shit happening in heaven which yeah. is like the bit for those of you who are not from the greater Atlanta area and don't go to shows there. The masquerade is has three stages. Heaven is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's the big room yeah. and they have like all the like the DJ set with all the, you know, uh two thousands yeah quote scene music. And they usually have like there. a guest DJ. Yeah, there's a guest DJ it. or something yeah. and people are up on the stage partying and stuff. And then like if they have like actual bands playing, they have them in like purgatory. purgatory. Yeah. Which is like So what know, happens in hell? Nothing? I mean I guess nothing. Okay. The one the one emo night I had been to, I think I think Cool 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 was playing in purgatory at emo night or no 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 it was harm i went to the one where ah, harm, yeah, harm played. nice nice yeah um and then yeah we went over to uh to heaven shout out harm mm-hmm. new, out. new song coming out friday right i think yeah. so pretty soon 
stoked for Pretty them. Soon. Stoked for them. All those songs very, rock. They very sent cool them, band. They sent them to me. They were cool. Shout out Harm. Shout out Harm. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think this is being played at Emo Night. I no. think this is a deep enough cut where, yeah. unless you were like actually around for it, um, or if you're like a diehard FOB fan, um, I don't. I don't think this is getting played at Emo Night. I also don't even think this is going to get pulled out live maybe for the rest of the time this band is around yeah unless i mean my theory is that and i was thinking about this the other day and i meant to maybe even lead off with it unless they are strapped for cash which i don't think they're ever going to be at this point Mm -hmm. um because i think this album has kind of revived their interest in making this type of music again uh this most recent album so much for stardust um and I think that I think they probably have another record or two in them. I yeah. think I they, think they've said that they're gonna keep making records. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know what? I'm excited going forward. I think mm-hmm. I think that if anything, so much for Stardust might be something transitional. Oh, into if nothing else, really it's cool. a it's an inkling of hope. Yo, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. That they, um, they still have you know, that sound. They still in have them. it in them, yeah, yeah, for sure. And they still can write, you know, really, really interesting shit and, and everything. Um I I re-listened to it like three or four times this week, and I was like, wow, this album's great. Anyway, um, I don't think that they're ever going to do one of those, uh, like this all album all the way through tours. No. I could could see a show where they do it, a show or two, Mm -hmm. where they're like, hey, we're playing uh, from under the cork tree all the way through in Chicago, and it's one night. Is that where they're from? They're from Chicago. Yeah, outside of Chicago. I, I could see that happening, but I don't think that they are ever going to do a tour where it is this album all the way through or this album all the way through or something like that. Because yeah. I don't I don't think they're interested in doing anything like that. Um, and I think it's usually a sign of bands needing money yeah. when bands announce shit like that. Um, Run the Jewels just announced one of those. Yeah, but it's four it's, shows, yeah. right? It's That's just a little shows. different. That's a little yeah. different. Um, for those who don't know, Run the Jewels is doing a thing where um, mm-hmm. they will go to a city, play four shows in a row. Um, first one's Run the Jewels one, then two, then three, then four, and then they go to the next city. It's only like Interesting. F- four or five cities. Yeah. But it's four shows. I think I might end up going to the Run the Jewels two and three shows here. Because yeah, like, it's a it's a really cool... I would um, really like to hear those records live. Yeah. yeah. It's a really cool... Uh, concept just like do all four of your albums one night after the mm-hmm. other yeah in like it's, the same venue or do they move same, venue. same venue wow yeah yeah and i mean all those shows are gonna sell out so yeah good for them um yeah i i couldn't foresee fallout boy doing that either no they have too many albums <laughs> too many albums. imagine though yeah <laughs> at eight eight nights in every city mania yeah. night no one shows up <laughs> no people would show up i think yeah. there's a lot of mania truth w- honestly sure. honestly sure, sure, sure. we are in the minority for people who don't like mania it's really? very interesting yeah which it's funny because mary mahoney friend of the show future guest of the pod uh she's gonna come on when, whenever we do wilson that mm-hmm. song from mania which could be next week it could be a fucking year from now i don't know it's yeah. the nature of the wheel baby um <laughs> the unforgiving cool turning, baby um yeah, I I uh I was talking to her today and she was like, "Are you kind of coming around on Mania?" And I was like, "A little, yeah." Mm. So I don't know if I like it, but I think I've moved past disliking it. Uh, I entirely. That's interesting. Again. That's interesting. I haven't yeah. heard it. 
I don't know. We'll see where I land on it. I don't know. I hated it when it came out. I really, really did. I was like, this is the nail in the coffin. This is one nail in the coffin. And if they do this shit again, it's going to be, you know, lights out. It's going to yeah. be curtains for, for FOB. But thank God. Anyway, uh, let's rate this song. One out of ten. Um, yeah, one, yours? Through ten. one through one ten. Through ten. Carson one didn't just ten. rate it one out of ten. Oh, man. Um, I'm so sheesh. bad with words. I hit my head in the shower yesterday. I think I've been <laughs> yeah. a little crazy because of it. I think that's why I lost my phone earlier. Manic. Damn. Yeah. I hit uh, my head a lot. I don't know what's up with why me. Why do you do that? Have you tried like not hitting your head? Good. <laughs> Ah, uh, the uh, oh no! It's, the, it's, the lingering it after started. effect. The, hem, the hemorrhages have begun. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Jack, since you're our guest, would you like to go first? One out of ten. I give this song a seven. I think it's. I think it's solid. You know, yeah. measured take. Measured take. Measured. What about you, Dawson? Eight. I'm gonna also give this song a seven. Hmm. Um, it's not forgettable. Hmm. Um, it's very cool. It's uh, very similar to how I felt about Carpal Tunnel, although I think I like Carpal Tunnel more, whereas this is like, if you were to show somebody, like, show me a Fall Out Boy song that isn't one of their big hits, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good song to show people. Um, it's not the first one I jumped to, but it, yeah. it, it's a good song. It's one of them. Um, out, out, ranking their album openers, though, mm. I think I'm gonna... Think I'm gonna put this above Thriller? Damn, um, I wouldn't. Really? I, I think Thriller is a killer. I would be. Th- th- I, I don't thriller know. beats this out. I think. I don't know. Like if I were to, rank I'd have to the, A B it. I might I be to, crazy. If I were to rank the openers for the albums that I liked, CTE might be settling in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably go. Um, well, obviously, uh, uh, Disloyal Order is first. This loyal order is first for me too. Um, then, uh, probably thriller. Mm, love from the other side. Then love from the other side. Then this one. I for me at the moment my top four is disloyal order, love from the other side. This then thriller. Mm-hmm. But and then again, whichever CD. whichever song open take this to your grave is below those. All good openers. Yeah. Uh, take this to your grave is tell that Mick. Uh, Phoenix opens save rock and roll. I forget what opens American Beauty, American Psycho. Um, I do too. And I forget what opens Mania. Honestly, so. I, yeah, but that too. Phoenix might be higher than tell that Mick. I'm not gonna lie. Phoenix really? is kind of a smash. I love that song. We'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah. Um, um, seven out of ten. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna say it's tied with Thriller because yeah. I think Thriller's a great song and a great intro. And, you know, how are, the fuck are you going to top the Jay-Z intro? Yeah. Um, but uh, this is it's just a great album opener. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important to the canon. It sets the tone really well for the rest of the record. It sets the tone really well for the rest of the record. I don't even know if it's in my top, like, 20 FOB songs. No. But it cracks the top 25, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to seven. Seven. Yeah. Closer to a six than an eight, but it's a seven for sure. Thriller is also a seven, but once we do the That's, thriller episode, I might have like a renewed like 
I think Thriller. I might is, be like, I was smoking dick on yeah. <laughs> on the R Lawyer episode. Thriller goes kind of crazy, dude. Yeah, thriller honestly. does go crazy, and yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, get, again, we'll get I to might thriller. be smoking dick. I might be smoking dick. Smoking we'll dick, get to Thriller. Dick, we'll find out if Carson is smoking dick on on that episode. But in the meantime, Next we do have a funny wheel to spin. We do have a funny wheel to spin, and as Ooh, you guys so know. Exciting. We let our guests spin the wheel. Oh, you get baby. to press the button that spins the wheel. Wow, 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 wow. All right, oh, this so you looks see that? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, it's see beautiful how many colors. Goddamn songs are on. All right, so, so I, hit, like, hit actually... spin and then show it to the two of us. Hit the bu- the button that says spin. All right, okay. Show the two of us spinning. Show the two of us. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh, boy. <laughs> we have landed on the save rock and roll hit just one yesterday <laughs> oh, Ooh, our this, first save rock and roll our song. first save rock they had to come song. eventually yep. yeah well no reason fun of my phone there jack sorry i was gonna go i thought it was my phone for a second i was like well let me i was like let me go to spotify and see what's going on with this song on where it is on yeah this. oh okay. i got some mixed feelings on this i've just we'll we'll one smack we'll like we'll get to that one but leg. uh thanks for listening um if you if you made it this far um kisses for sure um uh, jack do you have anything you want to shout out um Probably the same things that I shout out every episode. Oh, sure. But, yeah. You Keep know. your eyes peeled for new Bummer Hill music. Yeah. New Bummer Hill shows, of course. It's our, mm-hmm. it's our passion project. We're very excited about it. And we hope uh, you enjoy the stuff uh, that comes out when it does come out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. At Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter. Listen at Bummer to Hill City on Limits. Instagram. Listen to City Limit at Bummer Hill on Instagram. At Callous Dow Boys on Instagram. No, on Twitter. At the Callous Dow Boys on Instagram. There you go. Um, I'm at Carson from Dowboys on Instagram if you want to follow me. I'm um, at Peanut Reject, my yeah. personal. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Callous Dowboys Tour. I haven't plugged this yet, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on the road with Hazing Over um, from May 5th to... Huh, Jesus. It was a dank sneeze face, in the middle of I know, sneeze. I know. I was about to really sneeze, sneeze it up in here. Um, we're on the road from May 5th to May 11th, everybody. Um, those dates are... Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Hold up. Hold up now. Hold up now, baby. Hold on a second. Um, dates of the Wild Hogs Tour with Hazing Over. We have May 5th, Knoxville, Tennessee oh. at Carnes Community Center. May 6th, Richmond, Virginia at Canal Club. May 7th, Atlantic City, New Jersey at Bamboozle Festival. That's going to be a shit show. Uh, May 8th, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Metro Gallery, baby. May 9th, Greensboro, North, Cor- North Carolina at Hangar 1819. May 10th, Columbia, South Carolina at New Brooklyn Tavern. And May 11th, Nashville, Tennessee at the end. Hope to see you all out there. If you go to any of those shows, um... cool. Good on you. Yeah. Good work. Please buy a ticket. Uh, Bye. Bye. See you.